It's All Things Considered, and I'm Dave Lawrence, concluding the latest episode of Off the Road. Find part one of this in the complete series at hawaiipublicradio.org slash off the road, and find links there to subscribe to Off the Road as a podcast. We're speaking with Danny Zalisco, a concert promoter based in Phoenix, who also does shows throughout the Southwest and nearby regions of the country. You can see his roster of upcoming concerts at dzplive.com which is also where you can learn more about his recent book, All Excess, Occupation, Concert Promoter. We caught up with Danny while he was vacationing on Maui, where two of his longtime concert business buddies have homes, Chef Gordon and Alice Cooper. You end up uh, in the mid-70s, there's another Hawaii connection that comes along, which is uh, kind of a fun one because it also illustrates the evolution of the story, if you will, by jumping ahead a little ways, but of course, because yeah. we can't get to everything. But it's Chris Christofferson I'm talking about. He's been a guest also on the show, wonderful guy. And you did uh, some fun work with him for the filming of A Star is Born alongside Barbara Streisand, and that was a Bill Graham production too. Yeah, so I got some money and I started promoting my own shows in 74 and, and Ma Vishnu and Herbie Hancock and Arlo. And I did Dave Brubeck. And then this guy calls me up and he goes, do you want to do a show with Ma Vishnu and Jeff Beck together? This was in 75. Right. I got on that show and the guy goes, what do you do besides put on shows? I go, nothing. He goes, do you need a job? And I said, yes. He goes, well, I own a waterbed store in Phoenix. And he goes, you can use the phone. We've got a Watts line, which for people who don't know what a Watts line is, is unlimited long distance dialing. I sold waterbeds and I got to use the phone to do whatever I was doing with the live music stuff. But frankly, I was kind of at a lull until one day at the end of 75, Bill calls me up. I don't know how he tracked me down to this waterbed store. And I answered the phone, Arizona waterbeds. Bill Graham's on the phone. He goes, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I said, Arizona Waterbeds. He goes, what in the hell are you doing? So I explained to him. And he goes, all right. Well, he goes, I got an important question for you. I got to do a stadium show there. And he explained the whole thing with the Stars Born, which for anybody who doesn't know, in the Stars Born movie that Chris and Barbara Streisand did, there's stadium scenes in the movie to show off uh, John Norman Howard, which was Chris's character in the movie. And they wanted to stage a stadium concert so they could have real footage. So they called Bill Graham, who else, to put on a concert for him. The show was Santana, Graham Central Station, Montrose, and who's the headliner? And Bill calls me with the question, who's the headliner? Uh, ZZ Top, Johnny and Edgar Winter, and Peter Frampton. So Peter Frampton had just dropped Frampton Comes Alive. It wasn't the big deal it became. But I heard that record and it smoked. And I was a big Humble Pie Frampton fan. And it was recorded at Winterland. And uh, one of Bill's uh, lieutenants, Jerry Pompili, was the guy who introduced Peter Frampton. And I said, you got to have Peter Frampton. So he goes, okay. He goes, I'm going to need you for about uh, two weeks when we come to town for this. I said, fine. But the great thing about the show was it was $3.50 to get in. And this is where the Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals played for years. And it's where the Arizona State Sun Devils play still to this day. 60, 70,000 capacity. It sold out in a minute. But the caveat to going to the show, the gates closed at 9 a.m. 
the gates opened at 6 a.m. because they would only have sunlight and the lighting for so many hours until it got dark. So for those two weeks, I had a, a 75 or 74 Firebird at the time. And that was my limo for Chris and Bill Graham, who I was assigned to for the entire run of while they were there. And we had a blast. And I love the fact that I'm here now talking to you, knowing that Chris has a place down the street and I'm going to see him soon. Well, that just is a great illustration of just, I mean, again, the, the book is uh, all excess occupation concert promoter. There's a just a gazillion stories in here and every kind of artist you could possibly imagine. Like James Brown, 1980. His road manager comes along with him. Now, uh, here's a guy who we've been hearing a whole lot of recently in the news, the Reverend Al Sharpton. And who could believe Al Sharpton was James Brown's road manager in 1980? Unreal. (laughs) But it's only unreal now because then he was just another road manager. Right. We bonded immediately. He's such a good guy. Um, And then he came back one more time with James. He was still with him. And then he moved on and I lost track of him and I didn't know anything about what happened with Al until many years later. And he was in the news, you know, as the activist. And here he is like he's an analyst on TV now and and he's a spokesman. That's one of the very interesting kinds of uh, dimensions to it is the different kinds of characters. Like there's another time that you had a uh, Whitney Houston show you're doing and Mike Tyson is on the stage at the show before she takes the stage, I guess, during like intermission or whatever, kind of like making a little bit of a scene. And then she asks you to throw him off of the stage yourself. She's like, don't get one of your security guards. I want you to go up there and do it so it doesn't become even worse. (laughs) I love that you read this so much because that was an incredible moment in time where I thought I was going to be retired for good that night. And here (laughs) she is going, all right, you go down on that stage and you get that mother off of there. I'm cleaning it up for you. Oh, yeah. In the book, she's got very colorful language, Whitney did. Yes, yes. And she was pissed. And I don't blame her because when I got down to the stage, Mike was on the stage and people are throwing things at him for him to sign stuff and take (laughs) pictures. Suddenly it's his stage and it's his arena. She goes, get his butt off the stage right now. So I did that. I had to ask him really politely, as you can imagine, but he was the sweetest pie and he couldn't have been nicer about it. When I asked him, he understood. And I said, but here was the big one. I go, I have to lead you by the arm off the stage. And he goes, okay, I understand. And then after the show, she had me back to her room again. I opened the door and, you know, she goes, my hero. And I go walking to her to get my hug and I hear the door close and I turn around and he goes, you better enjoy that because now you're dead. <laughs> and it was Tyson standing standing behind the door. He, he was kidding, of course, but uh, it was a great moment. Yeah, that's, I mean, there's some fun stories. There's a little bit for everybody in this thing. It covers a lot of different genres and, uh, As a final one before I let you go, um, Paul and Linda McCartney, and they come through uh, Arizona. They wanted reefer or something. You ended up scoring them some herb. (laughs) Yeah, um, got them in April of of 1990 with 60-something thousand people. What was most amazing about it was that he hadn't toured for 15 years since he got busted in Japan for reefer. So... At the time, though, um, they asked if I could direct them towards some fluffy buds. And uh, 
when I brought it to him, a dream came true because Paul said to me, do you have anything that I need to sign? Right. <laughs> you brought a whole and mountain of stuff, right? <laughs> it just turned out I had a grocery cart outside of the door. I brought the whole grocery cart in and he took care of everything. <laughs> and he insisted on buying, you know, the buds. I mean, what a mensch. Right. What, what a mensch. What a mensch. And they were like, I forget the person, but you brought somebody wanted to meet him and he like took him by the arm and walked him around for 15 or 20 minutes and gave him really personal attention. That was my wife's Aunt Faye. Right. Who, she came in from uh, Iowa. She was like in her late 70s and that was her first airplane flight. Exactly. So she has just gotten to the arena with my wife and they're in the middle of their rehearsal and the rehearsal ended and he comes over to talk to me and he goes, Oh, and who's this anyway? And I said, this is aunt Faye. And he puts his arm around her and he took her for a walk. She came back. She was a blubbering mess. <laughs> I mean, he walked all around the floor of the arena with her. What are you doing here? How is everything? Blah, blah, blah. He didn't care about anything else. I mean, it was one of my most, Favorite accomplishments. There's some touching stuff in this thing. And uh, and again, a lot of rock and roll stuff, too. And, and I've tried my best to showcase a variety of some of the characters. Danny Zalesko and his uh, all-excess occupation concert promoter new book, sometime Maui resident, friend of Shep Gordon and Alice Cooper, longtime <laughs> concert promoter based in uh, Arizona, I certainly hope, Danny, that you had a, uh, a good and pleasant time with us. I'm really grateful. Dave, I've done a, a lot of interviews about this book over the last several months since it came out, and I think this is the best one I've done. And we'll stay in touch you for did sure. A, you did an amazing job, man. If, I'll tell you what, if, if, if anything comes up where I need a great host or somebody like that, I'd love to call you. I'm grateful uh, that you said that, and, and uh, just stay, stay healthy, my brother. You do the same. Let's keep in touch. Same to you, brother. Thank you. <laughs>